It's sunny and I've got a zit. It hurts, but it's fine. I will deal with it. Yeah, it's sunny. Ooh, and I've got two zits. But guess what? I couldn't even give two shits. Welcome to Pretty City, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Pretty City. That was so amazing and completely improvised by Ellen. <laughs> yeah, that was that was just me being myself. So this is Pretty Zitty. I'm Hannah. And I'm Ellen. And Welcome today to we're talking show. about... Oh. Shit. Sorry. I ruined it. What are we doing today? What are, I mean, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about summer skincare. It is summer. Cue the little babies in the background going, yay! Can you add that in post? <laughs> yeah, let's add that in post. <laughs> like school children going, yay, because school's out for the summer. It's time to enjoy the sunshine. But how are you going to do that when you have acne or another skin condition? Easily sunburn. You sweat a lot. So I want to talk about, first off, so when you think of summer skincare or just like summer in your skin, what are like the first memories that you have that like come to your mind? So the things that pop into my mind are being a child and nice. my mom being very, yeah, being a child. What a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Miss it. Yeah, things were simpler. I remember Instead of wearing like a normal swimsuit, my mom bought my sister and I like surfer looking swimsuits for kids. Mm. So they had like shorts and a short sleeve shirt with like sleeves, like quarter sleeves. I know and it the was exact so... fit you're talking about because I saw it at Costco a couple weeks ago. And back. it's like it's a onesie, like it zips up. Yeah. Um, and she did that because she wanted us to not have to worry as much about sunscreen and I remember being a little bit embarrassed by it as a kid because everyone else was wearing like cute like swimsuits and I was like 10 years old in a onesie. And <laughs> <laughs> but now I look back and those were cool. They were so cool. Yeah. And putting on so much sunscreen on your entire body is really difficult. So that's one of my earliest memories. And when I think about summer, I think about being at the beach, wearing one of those onesies, and the smell of sunscreen. So I think sunscreen and sun protection is like my first memory or like first association with summer skincare. And then also getting seriously burned. Yeah. I used to get sun poisoning all the time. Really? I burned so easily. So easily. Yeah. But the worst burn I've ever had was we went to visit my grandparents in, in England and then we went to Spain. Um, but in Spain... We were, I fell asleep. There was like a pool at the the house that we were staying at. I sound like a douche, but um, it's okay. There was like a white chaise lounge or chay lounge. I don't know how to pronounce it, but one of those lounges. And I sat on it, and it must have been really early in the morning because no one else was around. And I fell asleep, and I must have woken up a couple hours later. And I had my bathing suit on and I just was burnt like straight up. Oh, my God. whole front was so burnt. And I but I remember carrying around a jug of so they call it um, sun milk is what they call aloe like after sun. Mm -hmm. They call it sun milk. And I put it on my stomach <laughs> and I used the entire bottle the rest of the vacation. Oh but that's God. like the worst burn I've ever had. But I've gotten some weird ones. I recently got one 
um, two weekends ago along my, like on the outside of my leg. Mm-hmm. It looks like a crescent moon and it just, it's just still, it's so tan now. It's already peeled. Ugh. And it, again, like it wasn't on purpose. Like I always wear sunscreen. Anytime I get burnt, it is always an accident. Always. Yeah, same. I actually, now that you were talking about getting burned recently, I thought about how I, <laughs> I got burned at the beginning of last summer or like early spring. I don't know if you remember this, but when I was breaking up with someone I had been dating, mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't going to take as long as it oh, did. Yeah. So I, I was wearing sunscreen on my face because I always do that, but I didn't put it on my legs because I didn't think I needed it. And so I met up with this person that I was going to break up with at a cafe and we walked to the park. We had to sit in the park for like three hours because it was just a very challenging breakup that didn't go very quickly. (laughs) Not that it needed to be fast. It just didn't need to be three hours. And the tops of my legs were completely scorched. Um, I remember that. And just like, you know, when it gets like super burnt, Mm -hmm. your skin feels really hot and you take a shower and like all the water just like singes it yeah girl you look like peppa pig you look like peppa pig when you came in that monday but i didn't (laughs) want to tell you because you were sad because you'd just broken up with somebody i was so red all over i know it looked like i had like a great time fun in the sun but i was like yeah you look like you went to a water park or something i remember because you were like and look how burnt i got (laughs) so the key is if you're gonna break up with someone outside and it's sunny or if it's not sunny sunscreen up lather that shit on because you don't know how long that's gonna take yeah and i can laugh about it now but it's yeah in the moment <laughs> <laughs> well we okay so back to sunburn summer skincare summer skin we asked what your favorite sunscreens were i have a lot to say about this okay go ahead start us off so i have been on a mission to find a sunscreen that works for me I've been using a a chemical sunscreen from Neutrogena, and I really want to switch to a physical and mineral sunscreen for a lot of reasons. And I've just been struggling to find one that I like because there are so many ingredients that I want to avoid and things that I want it to have. So we asked a bunch of people on Instagram about their favorite sunscreens. And one of the recommendations that someone gave was the Elta MD UV Clear Broad Spectrum SPF 46 sunscreen. And I'd heard a lot about it. And I was just like, screw it. I'll just order it because I want to order something right away because I need sunscreen. Yeah. And the great thing about it was that it was like sulfate-free, phthalate-free, non-commutogenic, I can't talk, cruelty-free, dermatologist-approved, paraben-free, oil-free, fragrance-free. And is there anything contained in it if it's free of so much crap? I know, right? Well, yes. So it it contains... (laughs) um... Well, yes. (laughs) So it contains, so this isn't the worst thing in the world, but one of the active ingredients that it has is octinoxate, which is, according to a campaign for safe cosmetics, that is an endocrine disruptor. And it what is, is also an endocrine? Good question. So that means it is not good for your hormonal system. The health concerns are endocrine re- disruption, reproductive and developmental toxicity, and organ system toxicity. It's in a lot of sunscreens, but the U.S. requires that they label it, that it's in there. And I was not expecting to see it in this sunscreen because a lot of people say they like it. So then I went on a rabbit hole in Consumer Reports because Ellen mentioned it in one of our earlier episodes. And I was like, yeah, that seems like a trustworthy website. I love Consumer Reports. Yeah. So I did some reading and oxybenzone and octanoxate are both in a lot of sunscreens. 
And they're not especially good for your body, but they're also really bad for coral reefs. Oh. So if you go swimming in the ocean, which I won't because I don't live near an ocean, but if you do go swimming in the ocean, they're very bad for reefs. And they're actually banned in Hawaii. What the? And they're so in the, like this, tons this of sunscreens. Has that? It has one of them. Yeah. And so... Um, Wait, and it's what's like, this thing called again? The one that I'm looking at, and this isn't the only one that's like this. A lot of them are like this. It's called... Elta MD UV clear broad spectrum, and it contains octanoxate, which is, as of 2018, banned in Hawaii. Octanoxate. Okay. Are you looking at your sunscreen? Yeah. Um, so I was, I, I was trying to figure out, like, what sunscreen doesn't have those things in it and is also good for the coral reefs, even though I'm not near a coral reef. And you, so you want to get one that doesn't contain those two ingredients and something that also has non-nanotized, I don't know how to say that, Mineral sunscreens. So you don't want nanoparticles in it because that's also bad for the environment. Jeez. So like on one hand, I want to be like, it's not really fair for consumers to have to go through a ton of research and trouble to find a good sunscreen. So like this sucks, but there are some out there. And I think the one I do want to order is like so natural. I don't even know if it's made for people with acne or anything like that, but it's called Badger SPF 30 Clear Zinc Sunscreen. So I think that's the one I'm going to go with because it literally just contains zinc and then a couple of other ingredients in it that are not bad. What is the bad ingredient again? It is called octinoxate and oxybenzone. Okay. I don't see that in mine, which is That's good. good. Which one do you use? So I use the pharmacy. Love it. <laughs> Sunscreen. Um, Why am I not surprised? To who. Sponsor me. I use the green defense from pharmacy. But I will say if I am – so I use it underneath my makeup every single day because it's really yeah. light. I would say that for me it doesn't leave a white cast, but I am a white, pale woman. Right. So – and it blends into my face. One of my friends did borrow my sunscreen and she is a Latina woman and I could see a little bit of a cast on her face – when she borrowed it that one time. So I would maybe exercise caution if I was a woman of color. And if anybody has a recommendation for sunscreen for people of color or for black people, please let us know because that would be helpful for a lot of people to know because I don't have a good recommendation for that. And I feel like we should find one so we can tell people about it. Yeah, This pharmacy's sunscreen is $36. Not everybody has that ability yeah. To pay that. And I know that I barely have that ability to pay that. The, my one, like, gift to myself is my skincare. And that's the only thing I really spend an exorbitant amount of money on. But And honestly, and then, too, like, using sunscreen on your face versus the rest of your body, you can have two separate sunscreens so you can be more cost-effective for your body as opposed to your face. I think yeah. for, at least in my opinion, I prefer to do it that way. Yeah, that's what I do, too. I mean, I use just, like, normal. I always buy the... When you're talking about the reefs, there's uh, like a little sticker that says safe for reefs on yeah, a lot of like it. name brands on screen. That's a big help. Um, totally. Especially if you're going swimming in the ocean. Like it's just crazy how much of an effect it has on wildlife. So and you're right. It's on a lot of name brands. You actually don't need to spend a lot of money to make sure it's reef safe. It's just interesting to me that a lot of like the higher end products like don't have that on there. So it's good to check. My takeaway is to look at the ingredients in this because 
I also use that um, Super Goop has this like setting spray mm-hmm. and it's SPF 50. I like it for what I need to set my face or it's really the one I have is really small. However, it smells like mint and I can't stand the smell of mint. Yeah. I know that that I'm very alone in that. A lot of people love <laughs> the mint smell. Yeah. I hate it. So that is one of your rougher takes. Yeah. I have a couple rough takes. I think mint is obnoxious is probably my roughest. I think mine would be cilantro is gross. Yeah, but that's like genetic. You can't you're help right. that. I can't be blamed for that. Yeah. You're still innocent. Oh, thanks. Okay. Lots of people agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your fault that you have no taste. Sorry. Oh, my God. I had to do that because I love cilantro. But... <laughs> I know you do. But anyway, um, I did when we were talking. So we actually got a s- suggestion from one of our listeners, Jenna, who said that she wanted to have an episode on summer skincare. And I actually I had a skincare consultancy with pharmacy beauty because they were offering them i just love pharmacy so much and the skincare consultant that i talked to she told me that it's better to have your moisturizer and your sunscreen separated out because the spf is just bigger like the molecules are bigger so it won't sink in so if you have a moisturizer that has spf in it it'll sink in but not enough to where you get the benefit of the moisturizer as well so she was like i recommend that you always get them separated that's Um, really interesting because you see a lot of products that are sold as like daytime moisturizers with an spf already in it yeah if you're trying to moisturize and do sunscreen definitely just don't put them together you got to separate it out so like when i thought of summer skincare that's what i thought of spf first and then the second thing after doing a little more research into it is face oil Mm, mm -hmm. because one thing that I have a lot of trouble with I have combination skin and I'm oily in some areas and not oily in other areas and I realized that if I introduce oil year-round and this is something that I'm looking to do more this year Maybe I won't be as oily in the summertime because my skin is already used to a different level of oil production. That's a good point because we've lived in Chicago for a while and we've also been using a lot of products that are to help people with acne. And a lot of those products coupled with the weather are so drying that I feel like, and this is purely anecdotal, but I feel like my skin overproduces oil to compensate. So I, yeah, maybe. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about living libations, which was that recommendation from Anne, and I really want to order some of the face oils that she suggested. Yeah, and I really need to do that too. Yeah, like... I think I've been so scared of oil for so long though. I used um, rosehip oil for a while and it helped so much and then I ran out of it and then I just never... I'm always like experimenting with stuff. Yeah. That's, That's another thing that I always tell people who are recently getting into skincare because I think that once people find out that I like skincare, they're like, oh, what should I use? What should I use? And I always just, the go-to is rosehip oil. If they want an oil, rosehip oil is really good. I think that's interesting. That's a good point you make too, because when people find out that you're interested in skincare and they're asking for product recommendations, it's easy to recommend something that works for you. 
I think it's a lot harder to be able to suggest something that is good for most people's skin because everyone reacts so differently. Yeah. It's like tough. Like you were saying, like trial and error, like you kind of have to go through that on your own. Like you said, though, there are some like staples and go to's that you can return to. Yeah. And that most people are okay with. But yeah, it's just like tough. I mean, yeah, even something like coconut oil can be super moisturizing and healthy for some people. And then for others, it's just irritating, clogs your pores. Like you just don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, it reminds me of that tried and true story from Lord, where she goes, the secret is coconut oil. Yeah. But so other than face oil, which is also like another part of summer skincare that I was just like, huh? Another thing is non-comedogenic makeup. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. For people who don't know what this is, it just means that it doesn't clog your pores like comedogenic makeup is everywhere it's particularly prevalent in cheaper makeup um Mm -hmm. that is my other advice for summer skin and if you're looking for a foundation that is non-comedogenic there's a lot of like tinted face oil from Ilya they have a tinted face oil that blew up this summer yeah Kosas also has a really good one apparently I think it's the same thing with Tarte Mm -hmm. but yeah. I think we would never judge anyone for wearing it or not wearing it, but it's a good point that if you can go without it, like that might be it's not that anyone's acne is solely caused by makeup, but if you can go without it, like all the better, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think I've been more comfortable with letting my skin breathe, just like more comfortable not wearing it. Plus wearing a mask, like wearing a mask with makeup on, it's crazy when I take my mask off and the oh, makeup it's is on there. It's terrifying. I'll like take off my mask. Yeah. And the entire inside of the mask has like an imprint of my face. Yeah. (laughs) It's scary. But also like I mostly get acne like in the area that the mask covers. So it's kind of perfect. Like if I'm going for a walk and I'm afraid of like having really bad skin, like the mask covers it. Yeah, you're right. It 100% covers it. But what I always worry about and one thing that, you know, we're... We have this podcast to kind of talk about skincare and our skin and our insecurities kind of. And one insecurity that I have is I will not wear makeup on my whole face, but I'll wear mascara on my eyes and I'll do Mm. eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if people think that looks weird that I'm only doing eye makeup and then I get really, really insecure about it. And then I'm like, do they think that I just don't care, but I only care about my eyes and dot, 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 because my skin tone isn't even... Because yeah. I feel like, you know, when you even watch YouTube videos of, like, makeup tutorials, your skin is described as your base. It is your, yeah. quote, foundation. Like, those are the literal words that people use to describe it. It almost seems like, from my perspective, if you have eye makeup on, you skipped a step. What are you doing? You forgot to correct your whole skin. But that's, like, a really toxic mindset, you know? Yeah. So it just sucks that like there is that standard for makeup that you can't do like an eye look without having your skin corrected. Yeah. And so I've been really trying to work through that. And I found an old set of eyeshadow brushes at my parents' house that I had actually never opened. So I've been using them and I have like a palette that has some bright colors on it. And I have recently really enjoyed, and I would recommend this to anyone, literally anyone, to wear a bright color that complements your face and just wear that on your eyelids and do like maybe mascara if you want, but do nothing else if you feel like it. Because I did like a little line in the middle of my, and the outer corner in the middle of my lid of yellow the other day. And I was just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like it's to have fun with it, honestly. 
and yeah. do whatever I want with it. And I wore no other makeup. Yeah. It kind of takes you back to what the essence of makeup should be anyway. Like it should be something that's fun and does enhance a feature, but doesn't, I don't know, make you feel like stressed out about having to hide yourself or something. Yeah. I do wonder about men with acne because I feel like they think that they have no option to hide it. Totally. I've heard guys say that. They've said stuff like, at least, you know, as a girl, you can cover it up. You know what I mean? And I do feel that that's coming from a place of pain, you know, because yeah. they feel like they can't wear makeup. Yeah. And I mean, they like, can. <laughs> you totally can. I remember this was a long time ago. This was like when I was in middle school, probably the first or second time I was ever in Sephora. A boy was talking to one of the sales reps and just being like, I just need something that doesn't transfer off of my shirts anymore because this comes off of my shirts. And he had skin that looked like mine. It was acneic. It was textured. And I will never forget just like looking at him and feeling like so much kinship and love. Totally. Just being like... And I remember I followed them. I actually followed them to where the woman showed him. You were curious about what products they were looking at? Yeah. He ended up buying a concealer. And I was just like, I don't know if I bought that. I probably didn't because I didn't have any money. But I remember being like, oh, like, that's that's what it is. It was the NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this is really going to help. And it doesn't transfer very easily. So if you just pat it in with your middle finger wherever you need to to do it. But Mm -hmm. the other thing that I was thinking about in the summer is, do you remember when girls, mainly hot girls and hot boys, at the pool in the summer, like the lifeguards, they would put on body oil, like tanning oil? (gasps) Yeah, totally. So tanning oil, I was thinking about it because I've never used it. My sister uses it. I've never used it either. They basically like concentrate the radiation from the sun directly onto your skin. That sounds bad for you. That's terrible for you. <laughs> that like, sounds like they the literally opposite of what you multiply would want. how much radiation is going to your body so you can get tanner quicker. Have people ever tried self-tanning? You can just use tanning like foam and it makes you look tan and it's way safer. I know, like, what the... Plus then you have to like put, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I burn before I tan. And so it's not worth it for me to get tan from the sun. It's just not like it's skin damage. So like bathing yourself in oil, intentionally getting sun damage just to be tan. It just seems like, frankly, like old fashioned even. Like it just seems really misinformed and old fashioned for people to do that. But I know people still do. I mean, I feel like summer skincare is all about maintaining, looking, that summery glow while also not dying from yeah. the heat and and not dying from the pandemic because you mm-hmm. have to wear a mask and actually something I think my mom brought this up to me she asked if we had talked about mask knee at all there are a lot of articles about this and I think the reason maybe we haven't talked about it yet is because we already have acne yeah and it's already on our faces everywhere and so it's not really like a new phenomenon for us I don't know if you feel that way, but for me, I I was like, okay, like, I get that a lot of people are now getting acne. Cool. Join the club. Um, Yeah. Which sounds, like, really harsh, but I did do a little bit of reading on it just because I know someone, I think a couple other people also brought it up to me um, recently. Yeah. It's basically just your mask, if it's a cloth mask, whatever, it's a disposable mask, when you wear it, it rubs against your face and it creates, like, little micro tears which makes it a lot easier for bacteria to get into your skin. And 
that can cause inflammation. It can cause acne. It can cause other skin conditions. And I was like looking up like, how do you like avoid this? Like with a mask and stuff. And the key is really just like wash your face before, wash it after the mask, avoid wearing makeup. Like you were saying, Ellen, like just don't bother wearing makeup under your mask. It just makes it much worse. And then also like wash your mask after every time, because I know a lot of us are using like reusable like cloth masks and stuff. And then the last thing is I saw that you can buy a mask that's embedded with zinc oxide in the fabric, and that actually can help. So that helps reduce inflammation, which is interesting, but I have not tried that. Yeah, I feel like I've been mostly been using my mask to like cover my acne. I know. If anything, it's like so... been a help for my acne. I'm like, now no one needs to see it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, it's also helpful for sun exposure because when I'm outside, I'm always True. wearing a mask. So... I still got my forehead exposed, my big ass forehead, but it's not as bad because I have that sunscreen on it. And then I got, you know, my Dollar Tree sunglasses whiling. Love. So I have one final hack for summer skin. It is to wear a light scarf around your head as a blocker to the sun or as a in conjunction with your mask. If you're outside and around other people, it's just pretty. I feel like that's like an early Gilmore Girls, like, Lauren Graham look. Yeah, Lorelai always did. She's my bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So another good summer tip is lemon water. Iced lemon Mm -hmm. water tastes better than regular water. If you need to remind yourself to stay hydrated, put a lemon wedge in there. It tastes even better. Yum. This is brought to you by lemon water. Stick a wedge in it. That's really, that's good. Yeah. Who gives a crap? Do whatever you want this summer, except for, you know, go out and infect other people. Exactly. Yeah. Don't do that. But in terms of your skincare, do try out new things this summer. I think summer is a good time to try new things out. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it and we basically love all of you. Every single one of you. But it means a lot because we're a pretty small operation, aka we're just us. Yeah. And we're really doing this for fun and we're doing it for ourselves, but we're also doing it for you. Yeah. We're trying to create a community where people can talk about their skin and it doesn't have to just be acne too. Like we've realized like if you have a skin condition If you have hyperpigmentation, if you just feel uncomfortable in your skin, if you're just looking to love your skin, we are here for you, baby. We are here to help empower you and feel good about yourself because talking to one another about our skin has made us both feel much better about ourselves. Like I feel like I found kinship when I met Hannah. So absolutely, if you feel kinship just by listening, my God, that's beautiful, baby. If you do feel that you would be interested in talking to us about your journey with your skin, we are open to having conversations with people as part of our Skin Stories series. And so we would love to hear from you. So let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in. Pretty Zitty is made by Ellen Turner and Hannah Boomershine. And our music is by Blade 2. And subscribe, please. It helps. Like, please. Come on. We have an Instagram account. It's pretty underscore Zitty. You know what it do. Like, please, like, share it with people. Really cool stuff on our Instagram. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye, all. Bye, guys. Bye, all. Bye. Bye.
Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool.